Hey, and welcome back to Messy Minds, where we come to unpack and declutter our traumas. You're joined by your co-hosts, Jessie Chow and Mary Yuen. Happy Halloween, guys and gals. This week, we're going to be adventuring into the dark and talking about all things a little scary, a little spooky, and just downright note from me. But before we get into that, how was your week, Mary? Uneventful. Nothing to write home about, if I'm being honest. However, I do have a couple of recommendations for you. So in light of spooky season, I have been watching a lot of scary shows, thrillers, whatever mm. on Netflix. There's definitely an influx. Yes, it's my favorite time of the year. Favorite time of the I year. I beg to differ. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know if I've spoken about it before, but my partner is a big AFL fan. His team, Geelong, won the premiership this year. And during the season, he's always busy watching the football so we never really get to sit down and enjoy a tv show over the weekend and as soon as the afl finishes it's also heading into the season of spookiness and that's where all the good shows that we really enjoy come out and so one of the shows that we've been delving into is called the midnight club and the midnight club is basically a show that follows a group of eight terminally ill patients at brightcliff hospice who begin to gather at midnight to share scary stories. And it's a drama, thriller, mystery, and somewhat horror made by the same producers of The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Blind Manor. So I've been telling Jesse to watch this show because I think it's pretty good. It's not that's it's really not that scary. Um, and I just feel like it's a more, I guess, lighthearted version of a horror show. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. not as... As intense. Yeah. But I mean, for somebody who doesn't like horror movies, I thoroughly enjoyed The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Fly Manor yeah. just because I think the story was really beautifully executed. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, like, directed and, like, just shot really well. Yeah. So I think I d- it's definitely something I will watch, even though I don't really normally like scary movies yeah. or scary shows. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the the people that did these this series was yeah, directed – they're really good directors. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it um, so far. So definitely a recommendation on my end. Um, I also want to talk about a book that I have been reading called I Want to Die But I Want to Eat Tabaki by Bae Sehay. I think I'm butchering that name. Uh, she's a Korean writer who has had her novel uh, translated into English. And basically mm. this book talks about her therapy experience. Like she's recorded her therapy sessions with her counsellor and she then um, puts it into a like book format but then at the end of every chapter she writes about her reflections on that session and mm-hmm. I really like this book so far I think it's been um, quite relatable and I feel like when I read it it's almost like me going through the session and she's thinking about the same thoughts that I have about mental health and I just want to read a couple of quotes that I found that were really beautiful and very enlightening to me so one of the quotes is when you're having a hard time it's natural to feel like you're having the hardest time in the world and it is not selfish to feel that way and I don't know about you Jess but I feel like whenever I'm you know down in the dumps I feel guilty for feeling that way yeah (laughs) like I'm like oh there's other people in the world that have it much worse than I do and I'm sitting here feeling depressed Mm. you know and so that was a really nice reminder not to feel that way 
Another one of the quotes that I wanted to read out as well that I felt was quite profound and very enlightening for me was, if you want to be happy, you mustn't fear the following truths, but confront them head on. One, that we are always unhappy and that our sadness, suffering and fear have good reasons for existing. Two, that there is no real way to separate separate these feelings completely from ourselves. And I think that's mm-hmm. so true because I, I live this is, life yeah. thinking that like, I need to remove sadness from my life. Mm, like you need, you're supposed to be happy all the time and any kind of negative emotion should yeah. just be like yeah. pushed right. away. And instead of like accepting yeah. those feelings and sitting with them, I kind of try my hardest to push them away and and not accept mm. that they're, it's okay for them to sort of sit with me. And I there's something that I still yeah. struggle with. Like I obviously need to um, learn to just be present and let them – sort of sit with me but it's just yeah a nice reminder not to have that um idea that those things can't coexist with you so yeah Mm. uh good book i definitely recommend um reading it and i'm definitely going to give you this book after i finish reading it so that you can read it yeah i mean i I was pretty much (laughs) on on the title like that is yeah. such a good title. You literally had. I don't even know what the contents is. I feel oh, it. I don't care. I feel it I in the title. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I know. That really speaks to my soul. I feel like I need to get that and like get printed out and yeah. like put on my wall. <laughs> Definitely should do that. Anyway, that's all my recommendations for this week. What about you, Jesse? What have you been up to? Um, pretty pretty mundane and pretty boring, same as you. Um, but I bet I guess a bit of life update for everybody. I'm currently in my 10th week of my diet lifestyle change, or I should say. So um, it's going very well and I feel like it's definitely like as as much as it's very focused on like dieting and fitness, I feel like it's really helped me to like also reflect and change other aspects um, or how I approach different aspects of my life, like outside of fitness as mm. well. So um, I think I've been pretty good in the sense where I haven't felt demotivated yet. Um, and mm. I've been told that usually people hit like a slump on their like six to eighth week of the thing, or it's kind of yeah. like, okay, I've been doing this for a while now. And it's like starting to get repetitive and boring. But um, I mean, the quote that you kind of read out, really resonated with me as well because I feel like Mm. I'm trying to really shift my perspective and my mindset um to help keep myself motivated towards like my fitness goal but also towards like the things that happen in my life like one really big thing for me was like being consistent and going to the gym like that can be such a chore right especially if you know you've woken up and it's raining outside and you're like oh seebs or you've just finished a really long day of work like do I really want to like get up and go to the gym like it's Mm. just like giving myself excuses right to like not do that thing or I'm really tired I don't feel like cooking today let's just go eat McDonald's yeah and ruin that um like ruin my efforts but I think that you know it's about yeah if you want to be happy and stuff you have to also accept that you know all those negative feelings that I'm feeling it's part of the journey right me feeling tired me feeling or like you know the weather raining outside like that's okay if I feel sad or if I'm feeling like I don't want to do certain things like that's okay but yeah also 
there are there are things that are within my control that I can do, like how I respond yeah. to people and how like how I'm going to feel and how I'm going to like what what I'm going to do next. So mm. like the, I had a really bad day on Friday where I had forgotten my computer at work which on my work from home day and I live quite far from from work it's like a one hour drive so to and from it's like a two hour round trip right and I was pretty adamant that I didn't want to work in the office that day so instead I decided to make it a road trip and I tried to have fun about it and then I drove into the city with my friend with Chow or Chow good old Chow shout out to Chow if you're listening (laughs) um so yeah we had a really nice time it was a two hour round trip and then I started the day in a really good mood and I went to the gym afterwards and I forgot my earphones and I was like, oh, like that's really shitty. <laughs> I forgot my earphones. Now yeah. I'm going to shoot workout, but you know what? It's okay. I'm still here. I'm just going to do the best I did. And I still ended up having a really good workout. Um, mm. But I guess <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I think it's really important that, um, you know, we ride through the feelings that we feel at a certain time let like let ourselves feel sad or angry or you know upset or whatever it is but then also yeah um, go okay well that's something that I can't change but what can I do to like moving forward like if you if you continue to be bitter about it and be upset about it is that going to help your situation like no you're just going to it's just going to continue that negative feeling so how can you turn that around for yourself absolutely Um, so yeah that's kind of like my little spiel on my life at the moment, <laughs> bit of a long spiel, but, um, some recommendations I've been really vibing Gibby on, um, who is an artist, like an R and B artist lately. I've been really mm. liking his album, give or take. I'm usually not a album listener. I feel like I'm much mm. more of a song listener and I like to curate my own like playlist of songs that I like from different artists. But um, every now and then I'll find an album, which I really vibe. But I think Giveon's got yeah. a really unique voice. It's like very deep, kind of sexy and just yeah. like chill R&B vibe. So if anyone's looking for new yeah. music, like definitely go check him out. He's He also sang um, Heartbreak Anniversary. That I think that was like the song that blew yeah. up for him. So yeah, if anyone's wanting to find some new music, then definitely give him a um, sus on Spotify. And I've also been watching Heartbreak High. I know, I think I'm a bit behind, I think. So I think it's been out for a bit already. But um, yeah, Heartbreak High has been quite interesting because I'm not really into that high school. I feel like I've outgrown that. Um, yeah, th- those kind of shows and dramas and stuff. But I think Heartbreak High has been quite mm. refreshing. If anything, um, yeah. it talks about a lot of like social kind of issues and stuff, and like mm. you know the problems that you experience as a teenager. And it's quite interesting because you've got like that Australian twist into it. Yeah, um, yeah, like yeah. So it's quite relatable because I feel like a lot of this kind of dramas and stuff they're all very Americanized, so they're not as yeah. um, relatable to us as Australians. But yeah, Heartbreak High yeah. is a lot of like cast diversity which is so amazing and like inclusive like just very inclusive and i think it's a really cool show to watch if you haven't already watched it so yeah um yeah that's my recommendations for for this week very good very good very progressive i think heartbreak high is so i do yeah 100 percent. yeah that's a good word progressive yeah yeah uh let's get into today's episode why don't we this weekend will be halloween Mm, um I know that we don't particularly celebrate it and it's not that big in Australia. However, I do know that there 
will be events that are Halloween themed. So any uh, guys and gals, if you're single, if you're not, that's fine too. (laughs) (laughs) This segment can still be useful to you. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to really, you know, um, surprise your uh, partners with this fantastic segment, uh, (laughs) go ahead, by all means. I don't have anything to say about that, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, If you're heading out to any Halloween events this weekend, for example, the clubs, uh, I've got you covered. If you see a boo, haha, see what I did there. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> that you want to exchange <laughs> exchange numbers with. Here's a list of really great pickup lines that I have found that could be fitting for the occasion. So Jesse, I'm gonna you're gonna be my victim, yep. and I'm <sighs> going to pick you up with these lines. So you tell me. But have you asked for consent? <laughs> Have you asked my consent to give me a bigger fine? No, I'm imposing it on you. So <laughs> just imagine <laughs> that you are at the club and I'm, you know, walking up to you mm-hmm. at the bar. Yeah, I'm dancing, right? So vibing. I've got a LZ yeah. in hand. Go on, go on. <laughs> hey, Jesse. Hey. I don't know what the trick is because you certainly look like a treat. Oh, at least you can recognize a snack when you see one. <laughs> great taste (laughs) yes from me (laughs) okay here's another one are you a witch because i'm definitely under your spell okay that was a bit unoriginal i have to say (laughs) that one's a bit unoriginal i think you have to pass this one (laughs) next (laughs) okay here's another one are you dressed up as beyonce because you look boo delicious. Oh, wow. Okay. I like that one. I like Beyonce. I'm a bit of a queen, yes. I, I think, yeah. I will give you my number. How about this one? That skeleton over there wanted to ask for your number, but he didn't have the guts, so here I am. Wow. Also quite creative. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll be like, mm, yeah. Mm. Do people still use pick up these days? I don't know, but I like these. So. I mean, I, I guess we're going to have to try um, on partners to see what the... Uh, the yeah, yeah, are. I'm going to definitely try and do this on my partner and see what he says. But did you forget your broom? Because you can ride me oh, instead. <laughs> okay, I see you. I see you. Oh, wow. That just really, like, we just took it out, like, 10 notches to send. that's my favorite one so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um... How about this one? Even on Halloween, I promise I won't ghost you. Mm, I like that, you know. I'm feeling secure. I'm feeling... I'm getting commitment vibes from this man. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But just on Halloween, right? Just for one day of the year, he feels like committing. Yeah. (laughs) And lastly, are you Harry Potter? Because I'd let you slither into my chamber of secrets. Oh, my God. Wow. getting a little hot in here spicy i'm like "Mm, okay i see you i see you boy so what do you think these pickup lines will work for our listeners or yeah i definitely think 10 out of 10 success rate 100 percent. you know will definitely get you some numbers (laughs) and some some someone to take home if that's if that's what you're truly looking for Um, yeah but we also (laughs) hold zero liability if they don't work (laughs) So, yeah, sorry guys. I tried. Face, also not our fault. So um, you know, just use a discretion. Use a discretion at this 
<laughs> but yeah, I think you should, um, if you're looking to use these pickup lines, you should uh, definitely dress up to play mm-hmm. the part mm-hmm. as well. So you've got to, you know, like, yeah, it's got to, yeah. you got to dress the part to play the part. Yeah, exactly. So that's right. So show up to your events this weekend with the perfect pickup yes, line. Thank you anyway. for sharing that. <laughs> um, I guess moving on with the topic. So what's your like general consensus about Halloween? Because like you said, it's pretty, it's a very American holiday, right? And I definitely mm, think mm. that, you know, all the marketing gods out there have just really jumped, jumped on this bandwagon to, you know, anything to sell, mm. right? Anything to sell, make some money. Yeah. It's definitely a marketing scheme um, for me. <laughs> Do you celebrate <laughs> Halloween or like, have you... Like, are you planning on celebrating Halloween this week? Mm. So for me, I generally don't really care Mm. for Halloween, to be honest. It's not like I go out of my way every year to dress up and do trick-or-treating and all that sort of stuff. However, I won't say no to an event if I feel feel I'm in the mood for it. Um, Because... Sometimes it's like, like I said to you at the start of this podcast, I quite like this season because I'm very into, you know, horror movies, like thriller. I like that psychologically Mm. like fucked up kind of shit. Um, And, you know, I, I'm not going to say no if I find an event that is right down my alley. Right. So I'm, I don't oppose to it Um, in terms of should, whether or not Australia take on the idea of um, celebrating Halloween Look, we have borrowed events and cultural um, experiences from other countries before. Like, who's to say that, you know, Australia shouldn't celebrate um, uh, the Lunar New Year yeah. or, um, I don't know, Eid, mm. for example, right? If, like, Halloween is just another one of those events that we have borrowed from another country and i think if you want to celebrate it celebrate it it's not a big deal if you don't want to celebrate it nobody Mm. cares you know what i mean like no one's forcing you to do it like we celebrate christmas every year like we have a public holiday for christmas day but not everybody celebrates christmas so what's the big deal you know so for me i'm like if you like it you like it i'm not gonna yuck your Mm. yum you know (laughs) so um but yeah that's my that's my general consensus about Halloween. Um, do you f- share the same like, like opinion about that? I or? Like, yeah, Halloween's definitely also very new to Australia. Like, I, like when mm. I was growing up, I don't really feel like it was normal for people to go like quote unquote trick or treating. Because you know, yeah. in America, it's quite a big deal. Like every like, it's kind of like in the same way as Christmas. Like everyone's households will like decorate in like sp- for spooky mm. season. And then, like, on Halloween night, it's very normal for families to go out and, like, trick-or-treating on the weekend. Like, you know, yeah. it's quite safe because everybody's kind of, like, out on the streets and stuff. But, like, yeah. here, like, you don't really see – you occasionally see the odd house that has Halloween decorations up. Yeah. And I think it was only, I would say, maybe, like, in the last five years where I've actually had somebody knock on my door to trick-or-treat. And the problem yeah. was, like, I, I remember the first time we had that happen, I was like – Oh, like I we weren't prepared for it, right? Because it, it was it's yeah. really not normal in um for us to yeah. have trick or treaters, so we weren't ready. We didn't have any candy, and I felt so bad, so we just didn't open the door. <laughs> oh I my god, nothing to give them. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's definitely a very new thing, and even like with all of the new shows that are coming up like now around this time, I definitely feel, mm. feel like it's a more recent, like in the most more recent years that people have yeah. like really, and other companies have really jumped on um, the bandwagon. But like, I've never really mm. celebrated Halloween. I've never had any 
like Halloween parties or whatnot, but I would also be not opposed, like you said, if someone wants to throw yeah. a Halloween party to attend, like for fun and stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, once I'm a bit older and like when I have kids and stuff, I wouldn't mind, you know, dressing up to go like trick or treating yeah. and stuff with them. I think that's really fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely not like, oh my God, it's Halloween, guys. Like, I have to organize this grand party, got to deck out the house, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. not opposed to it, but also like not an enthusiast. She's just yeah. open minded, you know? We're just open yeah. to everything. It's neutral territory. Yeah, it's neutral. It's, it's whatever. Neutral. It's whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But like, in terms of like, you know, ghosts slash spirits and like, monsters and all that kind of whatever you want to call it whatever you want to call it right yeah like what are your like what's your stance on that like do you believe in the supernatural um i'm i'm a little bit skeptical Mm. only because i'm the kind of person that's like i'll believe it when i see it but i'm this is not an invitation (laughs) okay so it's not an invitation like part of me is like okay there is probably some sort of spiritual like i do i am i'd like to say that i'm more spiritual than i am religious Mm. because i think there is a part of me that can sense something um and I think when you get the the older you get and the more that you tap into your intuition you can actually sense another Mm. world like another realm of um yeah and and that's the realm that i think that's this where spirits Mm. exist and i think as i've gotten older i've tapped more into it and so i can sort of feel it but i'm i haven't tapped so far into it where it's like i can see ghosts i can talk to ghosts and that sort of thing but i think you do have the capabilities to Mm. do it you just have to Open sort of like door. it's kind of like doing meditation and you can like remove your yeah. your mind from your body like that sort of thing and i think it is possible um i am however skeptic but also kind of believing in it and also don't want to invite mm. anything to follow me around or attach itself to me so <laughs> this is like the warning signs <laughs> for people to just not to this right now <laughs> i am in no way shape or form inviting you into my life <laughs> right and yeah so that's that's kind of my mm. stance on it what about you do you believe in ghosts and spirits yeah, i definitely whatever believe else? in like that kind of stuff um I wouldn't say I'm a skeptic. Yeah, no, I'm not a skeptic. I definitely believe in that kind of stuff. But I also, like, mm. same way, I don't want to see, I don't want to hear. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> please, I believe in you. I trust that you're there. But please just, like, stay away from me. But, um, yeah. like, I come from a, because my family's Buddhist. So I think, yeah, along with that, it, we can't, it kind of, like, the ghost kind of stuff it's like part of the culture in a way, like the yeah, Chinese culture yeah. and even Vietnamese, Chinese Vietnamese culture. Like uh, I think it's just part of it. The Asian culture to yeah. have like ghosts yeah. and stuff kind of incorporated in. So um, like we've always been, I, or like it's been kind of like a taboo topic where I feel like where like your parents, mm-hmm. my parents do believe in ghosts, but they'll never like go out there to scare you. Right. Yeah. So like they might be like, Oh, don't do that because it's bad for you. And you'll be like, why? And they'll yeah. be like, don't ask why. Just don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that can lead me on to sharing some, like, weird Asian superstitions or, like, relating <laughs> to paranormal, like, ghost stuff that yeah. my parents have kind yeah. of, like, instilled in me. And it's one of those things, right, that my parents are kind of like, if you know, then you have to, like, do it. 
like I've always kind of wanted to um, get my fortune told, right? And my mum believes that with fortune tellers, if they tell you like something good's going to happen to you, it's not going to happen. But if they tell you that something bad's going to happen to you, it's going to happen. So she's like, it's better not to go. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Because what they do is they'll like tell you to do these certain things. Like you have to wear like a certain color or get like a certain stone. And she's like, and if you, and if they've told you that, you like, you have to do it. You have to follow through because now you know it. Yeah. And I feel like that's yeah. that's how it is with these like random superstitions that my mom has like passed down to me. Yeah. I just feel like I just have to yeah. do it. It just makes me feel better. Like a lot of this yeah. is to do with especially like traveling. I think there's this stigma that my parents have put on me with the idea <laughs> that when I go traveling, like the ghosts, like in hotels and stuff are more yeah. prevalent. Like there's more likely yeah. that there'll be spirits or something. So there are certain things that we need to do to make sure we don't take them home, etc. <laughs> so the first one, which yeah. I think is quite common is knocking on the door when you go to hotels. And my mom's like, it's a way of being like informing if a person or the entity that if, if there is one in that room that you're going to be coming in and that like it's yeah. just a temporary stay so you have to knock three times right knock 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 and it's so funny because sometimes when i go overseas <laughs> like especially when we do like family holidays you'll see all of us outside our rooms just like knocking on the door oh and my, my auntie who's like i remember her doing this thing where she's like my she asked my cousin to knock and my cousin at the time was like probably like 12 or something. And she like knocked very lightly. And then my auntie's like, no, that's not enough. It's not loud enough. She's not going to be able to hear it. <laughs> the lady's like banging on the door with her, with her fist. Cause she's like, just, just to oh be 100% God. clear. And they'll like open the door and they'll be like, hi, just letting you know, we're just, we're just going to be here for a few days. We don't, we don't mean any harm. We're just vibing. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny, but. When I went on my first holiday, like, by myself without my parents, I was like, I'm really sorry, but can I just knock? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, whether or not it's true or not, I don't know, but I've been told now and I just need to knock or else I'm not going to be able to go to sleep at night. <laughs> so um, that's one of them. Do you, have you ever heard of this, like, before or have you done this before? No. 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 Mm, not at all. That's so interesting. So this is new. <laughs> another one for me is when i'm traveling is not to leave my suitcase open um so like you know how when you go to like the hotel usually i don't or we don't like to unpack our bags because we think it's hasslesome yeah. to like unload all the stuff into yeah. the closet and then like have to put it back so we usually just you know live out of your suitcase when you're traveling and most of the time people would just yeah. like you just leave it open right but my mm. pe- like my family has gone you don't you can't leave your luggage open when you're traveling because you're inviting the ghosts to jump into your bag and then you're going to like take it take it home with you <laughs> and i was like oh, oh, what, what like i i could take a ghost back with me in my suitcase yeah. so now i get a little bit scared even when i like open my suitcase i'm like i open it quickly and then i don't want it back down <laughs> oh my goodness just especially if i'm like in a hotel where i feel like I'm like questioning whether or not there is an mm. entity in the room. Cause you know how, like you said, you can kind of sense it sometimes whether or not it's yeah. in your head. You, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, if I'm getting a bit like a, a weird vibe of, of a room that I'm staying yeah. in, I'll try to be yeah. more like, what's the word? Like I'll be really careful to like open my suitcase, quickly yeah. take shit out and then just like close that shit, close it and zip it straight yeah. up, zip it straight up. No little sneaky yeah. ghosts can like just crawl in. <laughs> Um, so that's like another random thing that now I just, I just do, I just have to live by it because that's what I've been told. 
and it's probably not true it's like all in my head but it helps me sleep at night and honestly that's all that matters this is so bizarre like i my family's not very Mm. superstitious um i was raised catholic so we don't really have the like superstitions Mm. behind it it's it's like whether you die or if there's a ghost you kind of just invite a priest to come and you know, guide the spirit back to it, where it, it needs goes, to go, yeah. like to pass mm. on. Yeah. So there's no, like, we don't do certain things to avoid. It's just kind of like, if there's a ghost, there's a ghost. It's, like, if it's there, then it's there. It's it all, is what it is, basically. Oh, guys. Oh, gee. No, my family's yeah. like, like we, we come in peace. <laughs> Please don't hurt us. Yeah. Fair um, enough. So, some other ones that I know of that are kind of like general superstitions is like not whistling at night because apparently the mm-hmm. ghosts will follow you home. Um, yeah. Another one is not to sleep in front of your bed or uh, sleep in front of a mirror. Sorry, not in front of your bed. In front of a mirror. So don't like <laughs> position your bed so that you can like see the reflection of yourself sleeping in a mirror because mirrors are yeah. said to be like a portal for yeah. um, ghosts and stuff and some believe that if you are sleeping in front of a mirror like the go- the ghost can like steal your soul or like can possess yeah. you or whatever um that's also another thing that like i've just like lived by now like i can't sleep in front of a yeah. mirror i think in my room there's like the way that it's positioned there's no way that you can move the bed so that i'm completely not in front of a mirror so it's yeah. to the point where yeah. my mum had to, made me like print out like photos or like a picture or something so i could stick it on like one part of the mirror so that i like my reflection wouldn't be seen when i'm sleeping yeah. like that's how intense it was like they're so superstitious <laughs> it's pretty funny but now if i sleep in front of a mirror i i just feels weird it feels wrong. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm vulnerable. I'm exposed. We need to cover the mirror. <laughs> we need to do something about this mirror. See, this is not my superstition, but that's how I feel when if we sleep and our bedroom door is slightly open. Mm. If you leave your bedroom door open, it's like you can feel the energy it's, run yeah, through the house. I don't like that. But it's not even energy. It's just more the fact that there's a draft yeah. that comes out. Like it's mm. cold. And I don't know, I just feel weird. So I'm like, whenever we go to sleep, the door yeah, must that, be closed. Mm, Otherwise, I will not have a yeah. good sleep. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. quite interesting. Um, and I've also been told <laughs> by my auntie that I, I shouldn't buy dolls, especially when I'm in yeah. Asia. And especially if they're not in, like, for example, like a proper shopping center and stuff. If I'm like going to like yeah. markets or like street stores, she's like, don't ever buy like dolls and stuff because they could be like an entity that's attached to it. That you, that you bring yeah. home because apparently like ghosts like to attach themselves to these kind of things like dolls and stuff yeah and i was like oh my freaking god i'm not touching a single doll when i go overseas i refuse <laughs> i refuse but why is it in the market and not in a shop like, i don't know i think it's difference? like when it's like on the street and stuff like the spirit i don't know what's stopping a stu- spirit going into like a myers shopping center <laughs> yeah going into you know what i mean like, i don't know I don't know. Maybe there's, like, <laughs> rules, you know? Because, like, like, if it's, like, brightly lit, I don't know. I don't know what the logistics are. Yeah. I don't know what the ghost rules hmm. are. Interesting. But, yeah. I just, like, I feel like they've scared me so much with all these random superstition things that don't make sense. They don't make sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, I just have to, like, live by it now. I live in fear. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> Thanks for adding to my anxiety, anxiety, mom and dad. Thanks, guys. <laughs> really giving me some character <laughs> development. Yeah. Have you had any, like, paranormal experiences, like, yourself or any encounters that you may or may not consider to be, like, in touch with the other realm? 
It could be questionable, you know, because sometimes people are like, yeah. oh, no, it's, it's just the wind or like, you're just making yeah. shit up. But I don't know. Sometimes you never know, right? It could be another entity yeah. that we just, we just didn't know about or we just choosing to dismiss. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like I said before, I'm a bit skeptical only because I like to see it for myself. But, but also not believe it not see it <laughs> yeah no yeah right um but i do have a sense of feeling of maybe there being like another realm of spirits and that sort of thing and in order for them to contact us they can contact us through um several mm. ways but one of them is through entering your dream yeah so every year the vietnamese tradition and i'm pretty sure Chinese people do it too is on the death anniversary you always have offerings at Mm -hmm, the altar mm -hmm. to um, the people that have passed on before you your ancestors and stuff and you put fruit and you put like I don't know there's these things that you can buy from the Asian grocery store and they're like paper like clothing and like cars and luxury items that you burn so that they can have them in the afterlife Mm. so every year on the dates of the death anniversaries of my grandparents my mum always put up like fruit and like food and offerings to the yeah. altar so that they can have in, enjoy a day and then they they know that we are remembering yeah. them on that day so this specific year um every year we kind of throw like a gathering a family gathering at one of um our uncles and aunties or my parents house to host whoever's whoever's doing it they host it and at that house they always have an altar and we bring all the food there my mum thought oh you know we're already doing it at my auntie's house there's no need to do it at our own home with the altar because why do it twice right that night she went to bed and she had a dream that my grandma came home and she walked into um, my mum's room and my mum said that grandma had slapped her across the face and (sighs) said you know, how disrespectful are you not that you didn't give me like you didn't put mm. offerings up to the altar and all that oh sort of stuff. God. Like basically she just had a dream mm. about that and she woke up the next day and she told me and the rest of the family that that's what she had mm. dreamt of. And part of me was like, okay, like I think that's just her guilty conscious, like yeah. talking to her through her dreams. Right. But my mom to this day still believes that it was my grandma that came home to her in her dream to tell her off and i was like my dad and i looked at each other because we're catholic right so we looked at each other and we're like what the hell like that's just Mm. bizarre that's just your conscious like Mm. telling you you should have done it and you're just feeling guilty about it so you're thinking about it right but i'm still not convinced that (laughs) it's my grandma that Mm. came home however i did have a dream myself it was just a random day i had a dream my uncle came to visit me and as a kid he'd always come over and he'd like take me to the shopping center and like one of the things that my favorite things that we used to do was go to like playtime or um, kids playground yeah like Mm, yeah like next to the cinemas there's always like an arcade Mm, kind mm, of thing that you get to hang out with yeah yeah and so he took me to one of those things um and he you know we were just hanging out and then he bought me food and we like had burgers and a milkshake and that sort of thing and it was really pleasant and then he at the end of the dream he kind of said "Uh, I'm gonna go now so bye and yeah it was whatever and the next day I woke up and we received bad news from one of my other uncles that he had gone to visit them and my uncle the one that appeared in my dreams had passed away Mm. so I don't know if that's like his way of contacting me to say say his goodbye yeah how old were you then yeah his goodbye I was 19, mm. 
so like old enough to Understand. know, yeah, you but know what's going on. to understand, mm-hmm. but also like just a bit like I, I'm still a little bit skeptical mm. about it but it was it was like I wouldn't say it was a pleasant dream per se but it was like kind of a weird thing because I never dream about right. this uncle like a, it's the first mm. time that I've ever had a dream about him and it was like kind of weird that he was saying goodbye mm. in his dream and then he so I don't know if he was like trying to tell me yeah See, I, I, if that was yeah. me I would say that that's not a coincidence if I was a skeptic yeah. and that happened to me that would be enough to convince me that like yeah. Yeah. Was he was he so, someone important to you? Um, not necessarily. Like he's not one of the closer uncles mm. that I have, but you know, he did play a, a part yeah. in my life and I think it, the the story about him is that he had pa- actually passed on a couple of days before, but he lives alone. Oh, um, so no one knew that he, he had, had passed left. away. Yeah, so I think he so was trying profound. his best to contact somebody to tell them to tell them to come Yeah. Crazy. I totally Yeah. Think that like that, that that is not a coincidence that you <laughs> that and I totally believe that he was trying to contact you through his dream through yeah his dream. so I don't know I, I to this day I'm like I'm skeptical but also I'm not going to rule that option mm-hmm. out do you know mm-hmm. what I mean I, I just feel like maybe that is the case like even when after that my grandpa passed away and sometimes when I'm in a moment where I think about him I actually think about him quite a lot because I didn't get to say goodbye yeah. to him Properly, for the yeah. last time before he passed on and sometimes I'm like I'm I've been a bad granddaughter I didn't get to say goodbye to him that sort of thing and then I I, I see something or I hear something or I feel something and I'm like that's my grandpa saying it's yeah. okay like I know that was a mistake that you've regretted for the rest of your life but like mm. it's fine like I'm here yeah. with you so I don't know. It's it's like one of those things where I'm like, uh, if I really tap into my spiritual side, then I'm like, oh yeah, that that's was, that's yeah, definitely yeah. them trying to contact me. But then like my logical side's like, yeah, no, no. you're it's just like, making that up in your head. Out of yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> yeah. it's like your your guilty yeah. conscience trying to like talk to you basically. So don't know. I'm a bit like in two minds about it. But there was a really scary thing that my partner's dad told us about a couple weeks mm. ago um, over dinner was he had a near-death experience. So he suffered from mm. a heart attack and he was in hospital recovering from yeah. that. And if they were any later, he could have passed on. So he was on basically on his deathbed um, and I guess kind of recovering from the experience. And he was telling the kids, you know, oh, please look after your mom, look after each other, that sort of thing. And, um, both the kids and his wife, so my partner's mum, went home and he was obviously in this hospital by himself, like trying to recover from the incident. And what happened was prior, a couple of weeks prior to that um, happening to him, one of his sister-in-law had passed away at the same hospital. And they say that sometimes you can actually hear voices or see apparitions when you're like when you're on your close to death right so he told us that he was lying in this hospital bed and obviously um when you're going into a hospital in australia there's rooms where you can either get a private room or you can get a really long room where they kind of um partition it off like into like Mm. six beds or something like that and there was no no one else sort of in that room with him it was just him and then in the hallway he could see like the nurses kind of walking back and forth yeah and then so he was kind of there like lying in bed and he's like 
he heard a voice, and that voice was the voice of his sister-in-law. Oh, that was my watch. <laughs> that was my Apple Watch trying to, trying to get, in get into the podcast. Um, yeah, so it was his sister-in-law. He heard the the voice of his sister-in-law, sort of whispering. He's she's like, "Hey, come with me. It's really nice. Oh my God. Like, follow me and and come with me to this place. You'll really enjoy it here." And he was like, "What?" The oh, so he was like, he was like. like you're not here anymore. Yeah, and and he was looking around. He was trying to find. This isn't okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh what God. is going on? He's trying to find her because he was like, mm. what am I? I'm mm. hearing voices, and um, he's like, it was because I was so close to dying that it was like the Grim Reaper. I started to hear. To, yeah, to it was like the spirits were trying to like convince me to pass mm. over, and um. In Catholic tradition, when someone is very, very sick, like terminally ill or just close to dying, there's a um, there's a thing that we do where we call the priests in and they sort of like do a um, prayer mm. session and they rub oils onto your body and they, they, they wish, they pray so that you can have an easy mm. passing or to pass over this like really difficult time in your life and and that your soul doesn't get stuck in this world and so Mm. yeah so um the my partner's mum obviously called a priest in and did like anointment of the Mm. sick or whatever it's called Mm. i can't remember the actual name for it and after that he didn't hear voices he didn't like have bad dreams anymore Mm. he kind of just ever since that event he yeah, he was fine. He's recovered from like having a heart attack. He's been fine since mm. that moment. So, like, like I said, I'm not a believer, but also that story is like really scary yeah. to me because obviously it's been tradition after tradition, like many, many decades and years of people doing that exact same yeah, thing, like this the, the yeah. same tradition, Catholic mm. ritual. Um, and clearly they do it for a reason. So the fact that he's like, he's been that close mm. to death and he's explained what his experience was. And I was just like, oh my God. And it's not the first story that I've heard about people doing yeah. that kind of thing or hearing yeah. voices. So I don't know. That's that's not my personal experiences, that but that's heard, what I've yeah. heard. So yeah. What about you? I can definitely relate to the dreams one. Like, um, for me, I think I've been quite fortunate in my life to not have really experienced um, so much, like, experienced death um, yet. Like, my grandmother, who I was, like, my maternal grandmother, who I was super, super close with, she pretty much was, like, my main caregiver for a big portion of my life because my parents were, you know, kind of like a very normal thing where your grandma or your grandpa looks after you while your parents go work. So, um, so my grandmother passed away when I was about, like, I think I was, like, eight or nine at the time. So old enough to understand what was going on. But, um, she had cancer and she, um... She was, she was told that she was, she only had like six months left to live, but she ended up living for another two years. Mm. I guess, yeah, a, a big part of a lot of supernatural experiences kind of like, uh, kind of go back to her. My mum has definitely also had a very similar dream to, to your mum about like yeah. uh, rituals and stuff. And so was my auntie where it's like during her death anniversary, my auntie will always see my grandma in her dreams. And then she always checks the calendar, like, after she's had these dreams and she goes, okay, yeah, grandma's death anniversary 
is coming up and she's just reminding me like hey like don't forget to like do the offerings and stuff and I've also had other family members that have had dreams about their parents yeah so my uncle who is like not my blood relative uncle um he he's he's quite known in our family to have a really strong like quote-unquote sixth sense so he's very he's very terrified of ghosts which is quite funny but he's very like in tune to it like he just like he always gets the feelings first when something like is not right yeah and he's also had dreams before where um he'll see his parents defending him from evil spirits and i was like well that's so crazy but i definitely do believe that dreams are a a portal i guess a way for um our loved ones Mm. to like speak to us so the fact that you know your mum and your family members have also had similar experiences and it's just kind of like a validation for me if anything that i'm like yeah i'm (laughs) telling you guys it's it's legit but yeah when my grandmother passed away like that was a big it was a big shock. Well, it was a big shock, but not a big shock because she was been sick for a while. Yeah. Um, and yeah. She, she'd been holding on for a long time. So when my grandmother passed, it was quite, it was a very, like a big looming cloud over our family. And yeah, because we're from a Buddhist um, religion, there's quite a big, there's a lot of steps and like requirements that need to happen yeah. when somebody passes away. And um, like one of them is that, Everyone, because we they still mm. owned the childhood yeah. home that my like cousin, mm. I mean my aunties and uncles and my parents uh, or my mom grew up in. Um, it was a tradition that on the de- before the yeah. burial, so usually they keep the body in the house for I think like a yeah. few days. So obviously it, in, it's in a casket, and she's been like, we've gotten somebody to you know do the makeup and yeah. stuff for her. And then all the adults have done the viewing. Yeah. I mean, it's like the night before that they get she gets buried. Um, so she'll be downstairs in the yeah. kind of main living room area in the casket. And all the children and their partners and their spouses have to stay in that house. And they say that before before she's ready to go to heaven, you try to get, put everyone together so that when she comes back to mm. visit, she can see all of her children and like say her goodbyes and that she can feel like at ease that they're all okay. So the requirement is everyone has to stay in that house that night. And then also yeah. you have to leave yeah. a bag of rice downstairs as a symbol to go, hey, like you can leave. You, we are safe. We're all together and we have food and that we're going to be okay like you can go mm. we're, we're, we're going to be fine so and i guess the message in that is quite beautiful mm. right it's like a one last saying goodbye but <laughs> this is where the scary stuff starts to happen so um the house that my my mom grew up in it it was not very big mm. it was like one small downstairs section a kitchen and then you go upstairs and there's like one big room it's just one big room yeah. that everyone had to sleep in so it was quite i guess comical in that sense because everybody's like they're all grown-ass adults and they're all sprawled out in this massive room with their wives and their husbands and they're all sleeping together and my grandmother and her body is like downstairs so I have some (laughs) uncles who who are quite like in touch with their sixth sense and then I have some like aunties and uncles who are very scared of like ghosts and the supernatural so I think that whole experience was quite funny because some people were like oh my god I'm shitting myself right now knowing that your mom like my mom is going to be coming back into the house and so some people couldn't sleep and people were scared 
<laughs> but essentially, one of my uncles who like lived, he had always lived in that house. <laughs> He's one of the ones that was more in touch with his sixth sense. Apparently, when everyone was sleeping, like in the middle of the night, he would keep hearing somebody knock on his, yeah. like, knock on the bedroom door, and he was confused as to why nobody would wake up because apparently it was very loud. And he would open the door to see who it like to to, to see who yeah. it is, and there was nobody there. And this happened like three or four times. And he would wake up somebody else up and be yeah. like, why is nobody, like, there's someone knocking on the door, like, why is nobody waking up? And everyone's like, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Like, there's nobody there. And then people, like, that night would also have dreams about my grandma while, like, maybe also, like you yeah. said, it might be a subconscious thing because they know that she's sleeping downstairs. Um, but they were having dreams yeah. about her, but my uncle was, like, adamant that, like, I think grandma was knocking on the door yeah. to tell me to open a door so that she could yeah. see us all together. And then my auntie was like, no, that's a no from me. <laughs> I'm scared. Please keep the door open. And it's funny because the, there's only one bathroom yeah. in this house and like it was downstairs. And my, I remember my auntie was like, <laughs> I was so scared that night. And her husband was also petrified and they both really needed to pee. But they were so scared yeah. to go downstairs in the middle of the night. So they just held it throughout the whole entire night. And then, so once the morning came and everyone was like relieved that it was over, they went downstairs and there was like a massive, there was like a handprint (laughs) in the sand. Oh, not in the sand, in the rice, in the bag of rice that they had left downstairs. And apparently that's supposed to happen because it's supposed to symbolize it. It was like her saying that, okay, I've been here now, I've seen it, and I can see that you guys have food to provide for yourself and that I'm ready to go. And then then that, that, that morning they send them off to get buried. And when I'm on Tom with that, I was like, bro, firstly, I'm so, I would yeah. not want to be that uncle that got that heard the knocking because I would shit myself. Yeah, that's so creepy, dude. I would absolutely crap myself. Yeah. And then the hand, <laughs> like, I guess someone could say that, oh, somebody just ran in and did that. But like, I just, I don't feel like that would have been the case. I mean, you're in a house. Like, why would somebody come into a house just mm. put a handprint in a, bag of rice and like why would any of my like any of her children do that like yeah. play a prank you know because it's quite a it's a serious experience right so i think yeah. that was enough to like freak me the heck out <laughs> i was like yeah. okay yep yeah. grandma's here we know it <laughs> grandma <laughs> i know try trust that you're there and i trust that you're overlooking <laughs> me oh, please don't please don't knock on my door <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that's one really big supernatural experience that we've had um, as, a, <laughs> as a family. Um, another one is I had a friend that I knew. I don't know if she'd ever listened to this, and mm. I'm sorry that I'm borrowing your story a little bit, but it was it's probably the yeah. closest thing I've ever had to a real proper supernatural experience. But she, we were friends in high school, and she mm-hmm. had lived. So I think she had lived in a yeah. house that was had a negative entity in her bathroom. So I remember her coming to school and she would tell me, like, I've been having these really, I've been waking up with really bad headaches. Yeah. And what would happen is no matter how she went to bed at night, so she had like an ensuite in her room, her, when she woke up in the morning, her hair would always be, it would look like someone was pulling her her by the hair Mm. and her head would always be facing the, it would end up facing the bathroom. Um, when she woke up in the morning and her hair would like be up and like also in the direction of the bathroom and she would have a massive headache as if somebody was mm-hmm. like dragging her by the hair all night trying to pull her towards the bathroom and this happened for like multiple nights oh my god and I was freaked the heck out right like 
I don't think there's a logical explanation for that. Like she would be ha- like this headache in her head would it would hurt oh not God. in a way like she would have a migraine, but like some if somebody was yanking at your head the whole night. Yeah. And then I was like, girl, you need to get that sussed out. Yeah. <laughs> Did she like record Dude, one night of no, her sleeping? She should have no, done it. No. I mean, like paranormal activity. (laughs) But I think there was like a negative entity that was like in her bathroom. And I think she was saying that when she was in her bathroom, she would feel like pressure, like this, like pressure kind of like on her. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 no. We need to do something about this. I don't know what religion you are, but you need to do something. Whether you're Catholic, you need to get a priest. If you're Buddhist, you need to go to the temple. Like something needs to happen. So I think off memory, she was like Buddhist. So she went to like a temple and she invited somebody in to like cleanse her house. And she had also previously told me yeah. that she's seen like ghosts or apparitions within her household. And she's well, previously, yeah. I think there had been maybe friendly or like non, like not negative entities. So like mm. she wasn't, she was never scared of them. But I think this one was like a red flag, right? Because there was like a bit of negative energy. So yeah, she got it. She ended up yeah. being a priest to come cleanse her house and they renovated her whole bathroom. So they like knocked, they took all the tiles and knocked everything out and then put a new one in and then she's been fine ever since. When she told me about these apparitions or quote unquote ghosts that she would see in her house, I was freaked out, but I was also like, I don't know if she's just saying that to like scare me. But then after mm. she came to school and seriously told me about this hair pulling bathroom experience, I was like, no, I just wanted. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, that was like so creepy. Like, oh God. I do think like I, well, my family likes to say that b- bathrooms are like one area where like the, the energy is low and it's easier for like a ghost to kind of inhabit the space or whatever. Oh. Yeah. There's like, I know there's like, there are requirements about like certain, like, for example, it's like a really easy one is if a place is very dimly lit, it's like, that's Mm. like one kind of like, uh, I say a characteristic of how a place is haunted, which sounds quite like vague slash general because yeah. like, you know haunted houses yeah. are like dark and but apparently yeah. something to do with like yeah because it's dark in there the energy is like lower or whatever right. so it's easier for them to inhabit the space yeah. which is why you don't see ghosts like during the day and stuff or yeah but anyway so Ooh. i know creepy real real creepy big yikes big, big. big yikes from every corner i know i was like so scared and i don't think i went to her house ever again for a while (laughs) for a really long time because i was just petrified petrified because like i'm just such a little wuss in when it comes to paranormal stuff like i'm just like i'm a believer i believe i believe whatever it is that is that's out there i i damn right believe it and i don't want anything to do with it um but i've also had like a kind of very because i think I'm saying this now, but I'm going to touch wood that it's not going to change. That I have quite a good, like, I don't have a sixth sense in a way. Mm, Like, I'm not mm. very in touch with that kind of stuff. But our whole family had stayed at a quote-unquote haunted hotel um, before. And it was funny because we had, it was in Vietnam and we were in Hanoi. Yeah. And it was a family trip. And yeah, I was like probably like 13 or 12 or something at the time. And um, usually to avoid fighting over the rooms, what we do is we go to reception and we get them to put the keys in like a bag or something and people just pick out of the, yeah. the bag, right? So it's fair. Nobody gets to pick and stuff like that. And um, so the hotel at the front, super nice, really nice, brightly lit. But what we didn't know was that we had booked for like, it was like a tower that was like behind 
the reception. Yeah. So when we had got given the room, the lady was like, yep, okay, I just need you to exit the building. And we we're like, what? What, what? <laughs> what do you mean exit the building? So we had to exit the building and like walk outside, like behind yeah. an alleyway. Yeah. And I remember our whole family was like walking up this really dark, dingy alleyway. And there was a dog that was chained outside and it was just howling at the moon. And oh one God. of my uncles was like, nope, this is bad juju. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> this is not getting bad vibes. <laughs> bad ghost, my, my ghost vibes are tingling. <laughs> the senses Ooh. are tingling. And then everyone was like, <laughs> like, nah, like stop. Like you're just like overthinking yeah. it. And it was funny because the uncle that was the one that was like, I'm getting bad juju vibes. He got the room that was like right at the end of the corridor. And that, those ones yeah. are always the worst ones, the ones at the end, yeah. right? So he was the one at the end. And not only was it the last one, it was like around a corner. For some reason, oh there gosh. was like a door. Like you had to like turn a corner. So you can't even see them or their door. And he, when yeah. he was walking to his room, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he was like, we are done fucked for this time. We done fucked. But essentially that night, everybody that stayed at that hotel had some sort of paranormal experience my auntie she apparently she was staying on a different floor so there was i think there was like three families on one floor and two on another floor and my Mm. auntie was on the bottom floor from us um and she was apparently living next to this couple this couple asian couple that was living in the room next to her she said that we saw them in the elevator and like we chatted to them for a little bit and then we saw them go into their room and then like they she never saw them again Never saw them. Again. Yeah. And when yeah. we checked out that day, she just like vaguely asked, like, oh, hey, is there another couple like living yeah. in that, on that floor with us? And the receptionist like, there's nobody living in that building. It's just like your family. Yeah. And my auntie's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've been, <laughs> who was those people we were talking to? Why did we never see them again? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like one of them. And then my uncle, who lived in that, room at the end around the corner Mm. that like we only stayed there for one night because we were all creeped like creeped the heck out apparently somebody kept knocking on his door in the middle of the night it sounded like he thought that it was one of us kids like playing a joke like knocking on the door and then running away so that he couldn't sleep and apparently it happened multiple times and he got so pissed off and then he like stormed down the the thing and was like guys you need to stop like knocking on my door like i'm trying to sleep and then like all the parents would be like, what, like, what do you mean? Like the kids have been like in the room with us. Yeah. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? And he's like, GG, well played. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I freaking told you guys that this was bad juju. Yeah. Bad juju. And apparently he spent the whole night and he just like, didn't open the door from then on. So the knocking still continued, but yeah. like, he just didn't open the door because he knew that. Oh my God. That wasn't going to be nobody there. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then that same night, he was the uncle that also had a dream about his parents protecting him, like fighting mm. off evil spirits in his dream. Yeah. Like, um, to save, to protect him. And he woke up this yeah. morning and was like, my parents like saved me <laughs> from oh the bad God. juju. And I was like, oh my freaking God. Um, and then multiple of the people that were staying that, like different aunties and different uncles were like saying that when they were showering in the room, they felt a heavy presence. And my auntie yeah. was like, I felt like I was going to faint. But only, oh it's only when, as soon as I stepped into the bathroom, if, yeah. I, if I wasn't in the bathroom, I was fine. It like, it just, it would just go away. But it's yeah. like, if, if I was showering or whatever, it literally just felt like there was something pushing down on me. Yeah. I couldn't breathe and I was really dizzy. I was yeah. like, oh, GG, well played. Like, 
But long story short, everyone from like after that night, we packed our shit and we just left. <laughs> like, <laughs> sis, we're not doing this again. And it's an ongoing like family story that we like to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. We laugh about it now, but it was damn right, damn right scary at the time. Yeah, no, no, sorry, no. <laughs> yes, see what I mean? I feel like that's enough to convince me that there are things out there and that I have, I have briefly touched them, brushed, brushed paths with them, and that's that's all that I need. So that's why now yeah. when I travel, I damn right knock. I knock as loud as I need to, and I'm like, hey sis, your girl comes in peace. <laughs> please do not <laughs> knock on my door in the middle of the night. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> But um Oh my yeah, god. That's kind of like my little my little brush with the paranormal. Ugh. I've got like goosebumps on my skin. Like ugh, It sounds so that... less scary because you're like listening it through the third person, but when you're like actually yeah. it's like so scary. I don't know. I, I like I obviously am skeptical, but like after listening to your stories, I'm just kind of like I'm so thankful that we're currently recording this during know, the daytime, daytime because what the hell? I know. Like if we do this in the middle of the night, not nah, I'm out of here. I can't go to bed afterwards because I'm just like I just <laughs> the image of the ghost or the the supernatural entity will just stick in my head, and then I just keep thinking that it's like coming to get me. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just no. a little wuss like that. A little wuss. <laughs> But um, I think that's all we have time for today, guys. Let us know what you guys are doing this weekend for Halloween or if you've got any, like, supernatural, paranormal experiences. We would love, 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 love to hear from you. Um, reach out to us on our Instagram page at MessyMind.Podcast. Help us by giving us a rate and a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on or share your podcast or share our podcast, <laughs> sorry, with your friends. We will be back in your ears next week with some more juicy discussions. Until then, this is Mary. And this is Jessie. And don't forget to declutter your messy minds. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.